every couple I know, including us, struggles with communication almost always. <laughs> I like your almost always. <laughs> it's never always. Speaking of communicating. <laughs> almost always. Almost always. I feel like that's an accurate thing to say. It is. Uh so this this actually is the beginning of a of a new era in the Fierce Marriage podcast. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is ladies and gentlemen, we do bring our best to the show every week. And we we do our best to bring our best. And we're realizing that you know, we want to start tackling these things systematically. Mm-hmm. Uh and these things, that's a generic way of saying, it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh these things being the 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 various challenge areas of life, marriage, family, Mm-hmm. Um, obviously this is a marriage podcast, so it's always going to be around marriage in some way. <laughs> so, uh, this month we have the very specific c- category of communication. <laughs> Are you laughing because you're having a hard time? No, because it's not s- specific at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but each one will have a kind of a specific goal. And so for this one, um, we're going to speak generally about communication. Uh, we're going to talk through that popular verse, James one nineteen. Slow to speak, quick to listen, all that, what it actually means. It actually is not about communication, which we're going to discover. Um, And we're going to talk about the habits for rock-solid communication. That's today. Mm. And in the coming three weeks for the month of this month, which if you're listening in real time, it's March. But if you're getting this after the fact, it's some other (laughs) month Whatever month you're in. Um, And we're going to tackle various kind of angles of communication, typical hang-ups of communication. Is that that all sound clear and, and good? Sure. And does it resonate with what we've talked about? I mean, anything about communication resonates because I just feel like no matter how good you think you are, you're just never great. Well, it just depends. <laughs> as great as you think you are. And that's why we have to and we have to kind of bolster our arms, so to speak. We have all the kind of right tools and weapons in our disposal so that when the when wartime happens, we mm-hmm. actually can communicate well. Because even the best, most most well-meaning couples so can their communication can just fall to pieces as we know on, yes as we all know so it, it should be a good episode i think we're going to cover some new ground here and we'll see you on the other side welcome to the fierce marriage podcast where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage sex communication finances priorities purpose and everything in between Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. We have been communicating about what to communicate on this podcast episode that's, for the last couple hours. Meta right there. <laughs> <laughs> I know I say that, and I, I just laugh because I don't know it just feels like it shouldn't be that difficult but it is it is difficult to talk about communication especially within marriage uh, because sometimes you just feel like you're nailing it you're like yes we're communicating we're well we're I understand we're connecting Mm. you know you just feel like you're on this mountaintop of communication and then and then pride you're not (laughs) then you fall (laughs) then you fall well the reason why it's tough I, I think it's tough to talk about this because it's one of these, it can become so trite and so ha- haphazard from yeah. a teaching standpoint. Like, hey, just talk better, all right? <laughs> talk good. Your marriage will be good. <laughs> talk more. And that's not that's not always helpful to people. And so uh, you have to really drill down into the specific ways that this that people that bad communication yeah. Yeah, is experienced in marriage. Absolutely. And so we're going to do that uh, through throughout the next few episodes. Um 
But I, I do want to speak generally to it first, uh, just because I think it's good to have a refresher. Before we do that, um, we actually got a really, really amazing uh, message from somebody. They sent it into our uh, it's our, our voicemail line. They actually sent a really <laughs> long text, 971-333-1120. You can call or text anytime if you want to ask a question uh, or or just leave some feedback. Anyway, it was very encouraging communication from this person. Uh, and it was just basically saying that we've helped them and their marriage is better and, and they're, they're sharing it with people and it's helping their marriage. So that is very encouraging to us. Mm. If that, if that's resonates with you as a listener, uh, there are a few ways that you can, uh, it, partner with us be, you know, and, and can kind of contribute to this thing that is the fierce marriage podcast. I think the easiest way to do that is to leave a rating and a review and I, uh, podcast in the podcast app. There it is. I think there's a Google podcast app and now there's an Apple podcast app and then there's Spotify, which doesn't let you do re- reviews. So Boo. leave a rating and a review <laughs> wherever you can. And that's just a, an easy way to, for you to show us that this content is helping you. It also shows others. It encourages us and encourages mm. others to, uh, to invest in their marriage. Uh, and our promise is to always be gospel centered while we do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to, obviously, we're not perfect, so we hope to do that well, God, um, God willing, and by His grace alone. Uh, the, the other way, if you want to partner in a more uh, in depth way, uh, we have a way to do that on patreon.com slash fierce marriage. It's P A T R E O N.com slash fierce marriage. That's a small community of our most hardcore listeners, <laughs> and they're people that have just said, you know what, we love that you're communi- communicating the gospel in the area of marriage and family. We want to be a part of that. Mm. Um, and so you can go there, and there's various tiers. I will say this, uh, for the $10 a month tier and up, Ooh. everyone gets access to Gospel-Centered Marriage, our new marriage learning uh, and enrichment curriculum slash ecosystem we actually just released our first mini course it's been a long time coming selena and i both had a lot of sickness uh, got the rona people <laughs> it was terrible <laughs> uh and we got through that and by god's grace my word that wasn't easy but we got through it and we finally got to release these mini course the first one is five uh truths for a healthy perspective on sex it was a lot of fun um anyway <laughs> the talk was Darn that sex always is right <laughs> Um, and the goal of the enrichment course is that you can do that in one sitting. So we're hoping that uh, our um, anyone who's a part of that ecosystem will be encouraged to do at least one enrichment course. It takes like an hour or two each month. Mm. And that, I think, could keep marriages sharper and stronger and flourishing and on mission. So anyway, if you want to be part of that, join Patreon or, or go to gospelcentermarriage.com. Okay. Um, go you. That was a big mouthful. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. So you. So again, we're going to be really meta here today. We're talking about talking, <laughs> <laughs> talking about communication, and the main deliverable for you is we hope that you'll walk away with five really easy, simple reminders, habits for solid communication in your own marriage. Mm-hmm. Now, communication continues to be a problem because I think as human beings in a fallen state meaning that we are saved by grace but still being sanctified day by day, our communication is far from perfect, Mm. right? Yours is, yes. (laughs) Mine is far from perfect. (laughs) And we tend to to say things that we don't mean to say, and we hear things that we should never hear. (laughs) Or we feel things because of something someone said. Or we interpreted something a certain way. Yeah, and so but we're trying our best to interpret it faithfully, but it's hard sometimes. But even despite your best efforts, yes, 
We sometimes how, fail. Yeah. And how many times have you tried to communicate well with your spouse and it just goes awry? Oh, yeah. Or like as a husband, you say just the most boneheaded thing and you're like, oh, no. As soon as it rolls off your tongue, <laughs> it's like, like get the word out there. And they're already out there. You can't put toothpaste back uh, in the tube. There it is. Uh, you can't unring that bell. And so just to reiterate, like communication is... Uh, it's an activity with an objective. And that, that I think is the very first thing that we need to remember. It's not just something we do um, just haphazardly. There's an objective in mind. And mm-hmm. when we communicate in marriage, it is to convey with fidelity, with faithfulness, right? But with not losing, mm. uh, without losing kind of resolution along the way. Yeah. We want to communicate with faithfulness a meaning that is in our hearts. Right. Okay. And that maybe is a more flowery way. It's, it's the faithful exchange of ideas. Right. In other words, I have to, as a communicator, communicator, <laughs> I have to, A, know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I need to know how to say what I'm trying to say. And then I need to actually say what I'm saying in a way that will communicate what I'm trying to say. <laughs> It's not easy. There's a lot of ways to go wrong in that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of factors to consider. I think we talked about it kind of being like a target. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not just going to say, well, this is we have failed. I've, I've, we've said things <laughs> generally too ambiguously, or it's like trying to shoot like shrapnel at a target, right? You're just saying a, min- a lot of things. Seeing what sticks. Yeah. yeah, and seeing what sticks. When, when I think that communication, the way we talk to each other was always meant to be rich and experienced hmm. um, and heard. So like heard, therefore experienced. But if, we, if we're just throwing a bunch of things out there, how can we really hear all of those things at once? I think that there's, there's, a, there's a way that we need to listen and, like you're saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just reiterating, I'm just repeating well, it. Well, <laughs> I like the target analogy that you brought up and you started saying it, but you didn't go all the I way I didn't go it. all the way with it because I got sidetracked with another so, part of it. And I'll help you along. So all, a lot of times what we <laughs> do you. is we will ready, shoot, aim. <laughs> there it is. There <laughs> it is. And you're saying that it's better to do what? Ready, aim, shoot. So we aim before we shoot. Fire. But this is the part that I love that you, you gosh, I wish you would have just said it. <laughs> When we're talking b- before we hit record, you were saying, well, when you're trying to hit a target, say if you're, if you're an archer and you have a bow and arrow, you're or taking into effect, <laughs> or a person with a gun, you're taking into account what? Wind. You know, and even in some cases, if it's a long shot, you grab the, the turn of the earth, like the, yeah. the rotation of the earth and even gravity and mm-hmm. uh, all the, these different- Well, the, your, your, whatever you're shooting, like your gun, your scope, everything that you're looking through, like you have to consider mm-hmm. every single factor- before you can actually take a shot that will hit the target. Right. And the target is is small, right? It's never big. Mm-hmm. Maybe it is. I don't know. Usually but in the in communication for the sake right. of communication it's typically small. And if and the and there's a there's a direct relationship between the complexity of the idea and the difficulty of the shot. Yes. Right. So if you're trying to com- com- communicate a very complex co- idea that's whether it's in your heart, you're right. trying to get an across to your spouse or you're trying to teach you know right uh, you know well and uh, what makes it complex is the human aspect of it because you're mm. you're there's so much variation uh to try to ignore or take into consideration it's a lot of so to use the same analogy i i, I picture it like you're on horseback now and you're trying to hit that target right and the horse is galloping <laughs> way better so <laughs> analogy horse... just got a thousand <laughs> billion times better okay so the horse is and the horse happens to be my emotions <laughs> how dare you 
Friend. <laughs> and my emotions are just going nuts and they are hormonal and they are competing with other stallions <laughs> and 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 I'm trying to take this shot and and I'm just whiffing it yeah. right because my emotions I don't I don't have control over them right and I think that's interesting given that we're going to talk through James which James is the one who talks about your words like being like the bridle in the mouth of a horse right which, which is that was good unintentional for you. go you again <laughs> I was going to say the bible I mean, in Revelations, it says, you know, don't add or take away anything from the word. Like, God's word is what it is. He didn't say arbitrary things for to fill the air, to mm. make flowery That's good. interpretations of things. I mean, there are. Like, there's poetry. There is wisdom. But none of wisdom. it's frivolous. It's not frivolous, yes. Yes. Every word is... is it, it, it is like hot knife through butter if yes. we if we read it rightly with the right. Um, with God, yeah, it leads with God us there to and with le- us, yes, with grace. And I think that's yeah. the richness to be had, to be experienced. So, how can we experience the richness of communication in our marriage when I think it so easily can fall through the cracks just of our day to day life, yeah, um, and where we're spending our time and our heart and our energy and our thoughts. And that's what we're going to be exploring over the next few weeks. Yeah. So let's speak uh, kind of generically, also specifically, <laughs> if possible, <laughs> doing really well. Just uh, go ahead and say it. What does the Bible say <laughs> about communication? Now, there are themes. Now, I just want to I want to talk through one of these popular verses that we've even used in this context. And I'm, we're realizing that this verse is actually not about communication. And it's uh, James 1.19. It says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person, say it out loud, everyone, be quick to hear. Quick to hear. <laughs> Slow to speak and slow to anger, for the anger of a man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Mm. I read the extra verse after it because the extra two verses after it, because I feel like context, it helps us understand the James's intent in these words. He, He these these words, while they are talking about communication, they're not actually about communication. Does that make sense? And the, the way we know this is, A, the context, like you said. Uh, the first, This is in the first chapter of James. The first part of it is obviously a salutation to the 12, uh, 12 tribes of the dispersion, which that's an epic intro to the 12 tribes of the dispersion. <laughs> just sounds so great. Uh, and he talks about the testing of their faith, count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. And and as we know, people who have who have looked at James and read about it, it's to, the, the kind of the, the main thrust of it is this idea, this correlation between faith and our works. Right. Well, that whole part of speaking, listening is hearing and doing the word. Right. And he's saying like, let yes. So it, when it comes to receiving the gospel, mm-hmm. he's saying, Curious and seeing the gospel actually bear fruit in your life. Right. When you hear it, know this, be quick to hear, Yeah. be slow to speak, slow to anger. And so what this does to us as as people reading this is, is okay, it's a warning to us to, to be quick to hear the, the, the news of the gospel and let it actually bear weight in our hearts. Right. Like So he's talking to a, a Jewish audience here. Um, a, a large majority of his audience is probably going to be Jewish. And they're going to be dealing with all kinds of dissonance in their hearts uh, around this truth. Yeah. They're saying, wait a second. Jesus was the Messiah. He, he is the Christ. And he, he what? He rose again. And his resurrection is the foretold re- Wait a second. So you're telling me that the temple, uh, 
all the temple rituals and rites and sacrifices, all that's been fulfilled in him, that the Sabbath is fulfilled in him, like all these components of the Jewish law that I know and love and cherish and follow, all of that is now fulfilled in this guy. Right. And and so there's this dissonance there. And so he's saying, well, be quick to hear, quick to hear, be slow to speak, slow to anger. Because I'm guessing there might have been an anger kind of response that is natural in the human heart right. when, when the when full gospel yeah. finds its way in there. And so, but with that said, um, and so we know that by context, so I want to finish this thought. Uh, we also know um, there's a cross-reference here, um, back to Ecclesiastes 5, where it says, Fear God, all right, that's the heading, uh, 5 verse 1. Guard your steps when you go to the house of God. Draw near to, to draw near to listen is better than to offer the, what, the sacrifice of fools, for they do not know what they are, that they are doing evil. Be not rash with your mouth. Nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God, for God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. This is about reverence. Mm. It's about reverence for the ways of God and the way he's chosen to reveal himself to us and the way he's chosen to instruct us to respond to his mm-hmm. revelation. Mm-hmm. And, so, and I think you know. if we have trouble responding that way, we can't justify the text away through whatever means that makes us feel better. We literally have to learn mm. how to submit our feelings, our emotions, wow. even some of our possible beliefs that have been wrong for a long time and how we are receiving the word. It's tilling up that soil in our mm. heart that may have become hardened, right? And saying, okay, this is what the word says. This is how I am hearing it, seeing it, and it is manifesting in my heart. Whew, there's some stuff I need to get rid of. There's, I mean, that's just mm. a natural response. And if it's not, then we're probably not hearing it the way it was intended to mm. be heard. Which is interesting because if we don't hear it the way it's intended to be heard, then our tendency then is to offer a fool's sacrifice, which James... Yeah, go back to that verse. That ja- was good. James was all about, uh, like, he says, show me your, your faith without works and I'll show you my, my, my faith through my works, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it, again, if, you, if you're not familiar with James, he's not talking about earning your, your salvation through works. He's saying that working out the, the, the salvation you already have, letting that actually be so true that yeah. it bears fruit in your life. You do it out of salvation, not for salvation. Which is such a But the a fool's new, sacrifice yeah. is, all right, I have to work, I have to work, I have to work to get God's love. That's a fool's sacrifice. Well, he's calling it that, which is interesting because if you read the Old Testament, which I have been living in, sacrifices were, were not just, there was certain sacrifices for certain things. And there's all these, mm. there's yep. the Levitical, Levitical law. There's all of these there's ceremonial sacrifices, ceremonial sacrifices things that you had to consider. So, that, yeah. so that is interesting that he's saying that because to, to call them, to call you a fool would then, ex- I would be angry if somebody called me a fool for trying to sacrifice what I thought and knew maybe mm. as an old Testament hmm. believer or whatever, not believer. You can't be, old, never mind. You know what I'm saying though? Like you're, you're calling what my ceremonial things that I've been doing to honor God is now a fool's sacrifice. Yeah. Because I'm not knowing, I'm not believing, I'm not... So I guess that could be one of those... Okay, James is saying, be slow to become angry in this. Like, understand. Listen, Mm -hmm. listen, 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 listen. Let me tell you what this means. Don't be rash with your mouth. Hmm. Don't let your hearts be hasty. Yeah. Don't, Don't just bring any sacrifice. Right. Understand where the sacrifice is coming from. He's trying to essentially paint more of a picture for us to understand that i don't know sometimes i think we become too familiar with the gospel or we're not familiar enough but well when we don't when we don't draw near to to do what 
Solomon's talking about in Ecclesiastes to listen. Yes. Draw near to listen is better than to offer the sacrifice of fools. And that's what you're saying is like we, we forget to listen. And so, so and then, listening to God, heeding his words, hearing the gospel, letting, letting it actually be what it is. Instead, we're, we're, being, we're being fast to speak and slow to listen mm-hmm. instead of being quick to listen mm-hmm. and slow to speak. And so the result is our sacrifice of they're, fools. It's a it's a fruitless. They're hasty. It's a fruitless sacrifice. Yes. Because it's not what God asked for. Ah. And so okay. Hastiness so does that. That's interesting. Hastiness does that. And, and rashness. Do not be be not rash mm. with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God, for God is in heaven and you are on earth. That's about reverence. About it's about knowing the relationship between you mm. and God. Okay. Wow. This is supposed to be a communication episode. So this verse from James. James one nineteen is is not about communication, but it also is about communication. That's the, it's not primarily about communication. Right, it's knowing your target, knowing it's your a, object, knowing right. what is. It's about understanding how the gospel should penetrate our hearts, and and the method through which it penetrates our hearts through being slow to speak, quick to listen, and then it actually, our reaction should be one that is one that is reverent and reverent, submissive yes, there and it is. humble and respectful. Yes, because. I mean, I don't, there's nothing else that's going to influence the way I speak to people than God and his word and who he is. Mm -hmm. But I have to know him before I can espouse anything about Mm -hmm. him, right? So knowing him is spending time in his word. So again, since this passage is not specifically primarily about communication, but it is echoing truths of communication which are thematic in the mm-hmm. Bible and therefore it is a faithful way to read it to say I should be quick to hear to quick to hear my spouse slow to speak to my spouse because it's thematic and because we see the theme of it's it's about positional relationship yeah okay so God is God I am not okay you are my spouse I am not what does that say in terms of the position of my heart and listening to you and that I, there needs to be a trust there, a rapport there, a certain amount of discernment there. Mm-hmm. And that, that is, um, and that is unique to the marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. So I can hear hear this verse and realize it's not primarily about communication, but it also does give me wisdom when it comes to communication in marriage. I, I love how you said that. I'm just going to back up a little bit of how you said. I think I think it just very much clarifies how our culture operates: fast to speak, slow to hear quick to become angry right there's and then we wonder why things are in disarray when ecclesiastes is saying you know be slow be careful be Hmm. cautious on your way to the temple like the Mm. way you live question it and and hold it up hold it under the the light of the gospel and see if it's really where you should the way you should Mm. be living right question it that I mean, sorry, that just Examine. hit me. Like, no, 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 no. You hit that hit me in a really good way, like a ton of bricks. You think about, okay, I'm back up. I said a few weeks ago, I was, I was watching this show, and it's not related at all. I'm not even gonna mention the show, but the one of the heroes in the show, his his uh, fiance had kind of uh, gone sideways, and and they they were falling apart, and he was saying to her, "I never want to hurt you," like with my words, and so I and I, you, and I was just like. Yeah, like I never want to hurt Selena. I never want to hurt my wife. Obviously not physically, but more often than not, the pain that I inflict as a husband is going to be related to how I communicate, how I listen, or how I don't communicate or don't listen. Mm. And so I told that to you. I never want to hurt you with my words. I want to, I'm going to be very, in other words, I had questioned myself. Mm-hmm. Like, so when I approach you now, I'm questioning, 
okay, how can I say this? If, if I really just don't want to hurt you, I want to love you well. It's not just about me saying the words that I want to say. It's about how can I say this in a way that is, A, is not going to hurt my wife. Right. And B, she will hear what I'm trying to say. Mm. And I can question myself. Yeah. And so that to me is like, I'm so thankful for that random bit of Holy Spirit wisdom while watching this completely <laughs> secular show. God is sovereign. Where God is, and, and he's like, question how you speak to your wife because you don't ever want to hurt her because she's my daughter. She is... Uh, she is the one that I've given to help you now love her well. And that conviction just sunk its teeth right into my, my hard little heart. <laughs> and now I am questioning myself. So I don't know that, that to me is what's being quick to hear and slow to speak. I want to mention one, one other thing around this slow to speak idea is oftentimes when I've read that, I'm thinking, I just need to say less. And mm-hmm. that's not what James is, is saying. He's not saying and if we, again, if we go back to the Ecclesiastes 5 cross-reference here, he's not th- that verse is not saying never offer sacrifices right. to God. It's saying don't offer a fool's sacrifice or a foolish sacrifice. Mm-hmm. A foolish sacrifice would be what? One that doesn't know, one that is about the person bringing it rather than the God who's receiving it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's on my terms, not on God's terms. Yeah. That's a fool's wow. sacrifice. And so if I bring my communication, to, so he's not saying be slow to speak and that never speak. He's saying... Speak on your your spouse's term, and he's he's not saying that. I'm saying this. <laughs> speak on the other person's terms, not on your own. Mm. Be slow to speak. What what are you taking that extra time to do? If you're if you're slow and not fat, you're taking time to to think, mm-hmm. to question, to, to question, to reflect, to, to hear what you've said, and then respond thoughtfully. Mm, to submit, possibly. Wait, okay, so blow that out a little bit. What do you mean submit? Because I hear you saying that <laughs> as a wife, you don't mean submit to your husband. You mean submit to what? Submit to God's authority on the words that you are thinking about saying. Are the words that are about to come out of my mouth, are they ones that are going to be respectful and show respect to my husband? Are they ones that are going to show that I am being a helper and not a helper? Hinder. There it is. I was like (laughs) looking for a good word there. Thank you. Um. Is it where where is my response coming from? Is it coming from a place of pride, um, or is it really under the authority and trusting God? Because it's not always easy to respond from that mm. place of submission. But again, if I have a relationship with God and I'm trusting that His Word says this is how I need to respond in this situation, I may not see an immediate change of your heart, but I can mm. trust that the wow. words and the way I responded will not come back void. And at some point this we will we will circle back and when, there will be hope there and there will be joy and restoration and healing there so would you say yield would be a good Maybe synonym yield. yeah so when you're yielding to the wisdom of god right. in that moment I'm instead not speaking of irrationally yielding to your own wisdom yeah it's it's uh your own emotions typically. it's and then in other words you're communicating on god's terms not your own right and so there's so many beautiful things to be gleaned if we just take this time right to blow out this verse so and again, it, it is thematic. So while we're saying that this is not what James is saying, we're all, we are saying it, he, it does make sense in this way yes. because of other scriptures. So at this point, maybe we switch gears a little bit and we can say, okay, based on those other scriptures, namely in the Proverbs, mm-hmm. we can glean all sorts of wisdom around solid communication. Mm-hmm. And these are going to be foundational uh, for the rest of our time in this theme over the next few weeks. So let's just talk through these. We've got five of them for you. Does that yeah, sound all right? The first, sure. I was just thinking of some other things 
to share, but my mind just went blank now. We're here. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. You'll think of it right when we get off. <laughs> right when we get off. Oh, there's those thoughts. Uh, the first one is to talk. Um, actively engage. I think we've been saying this kind of over and mm. over in different ways, but engage in the, the discussion. Learn to articulate your own thoughts. I think that is a very challenging thing for most of us to do, hmm. um, to communicate, like you said, in an effective way that can be heard or is heard the way you intended it to be heard. Hmm. Um, most people, they, we don't struggle with talking, but we struggle with communicating, right? Something. Wow, that's <laughs> profound. So We don't struggle with talking, but we struggle with communicating. <laughs> and, and let's pick that apart a little bit more. You said learn to articulate your own thoughts. Uh, we actually, I had a call with, I was on the phone with, with, with uh, Ron Deal, and we were talking through some other content and, uh, one of the things he said was um, you you have to put names to the emotions mm-hmm. in order to start actually working from Absolutely. there. And w- But I'm saying that's a learned thing. It is. Because you don't, as a guy, and I don't mean to br- paint with too broad a brush here, but in general, ladies tend to be more attuned with their emotions, more attuned with what it feel, what they feel it's and what it's called. It's a double-edged sword, though, yeah. And men tend to, for whatever reason, they're not that in touch with themselves and that's not I, I think, think it's more might, cultural and I not biological might, well, I'm just saying that I it's think a cul- you might, sorry to interrupt but I think you might know you just they may not always want to communicate or say I, okay maybe but I, I've never been consciously can't speak for a guy go ahead <laughs> I've never sorry. been consciously guarded to you but I have been obscured to myself and therefore obscured to you I mean yes. I can't tell you why how I feel why I feel how I feel because I don't even know how why I feel right because you'll say like, "What are you? What's wrong?" And you're like, and my response is, "I don't honestly know. I just feel like something's I'm glad off." That that's how you feel. Like I got a case of the grumpies. What's wrong with you? <laughs> well, I try to be more loving than that. <laughs> you are, but the point is, is that's a skill that I've had to learn as I've grown as a man. Right. And I also think it's something simple that we can kind of grab onto, right? Like, there's tons of books out there to 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 learn how to understand and articulate your own thoughts. <laughs> Good friend Ray. He has this wheel. Have you seen Ray's wheel? No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a wheel of emotions. <laughs> and so it like, starts from the middle and it's like, are you feeling, it's like, it starts with really simple terms. And then as you move out, there's more like ways to say awesome. that simple term. See, there's tools like that. Look, yeah. emotional wheel. Go Look up wheels Google of emotion. Wheels of emotion. <laughs> Maybe like, we'll try to find it. Sounds like wheels on the bus or something. <laughs> but, and so he's actually, we've got a friend that he really struggles with this. And so we'll just hand it to him. It's in our guides group. And we like, dude what are you feeling he's Can like he, and he'll just he'll just look at it and he'll say i feel this one and he'll point to it that's awesome and then we can start talking about right. it so we have to learn <gasps> does every marriage need an emotional wheel i would argue probably that sounds helpful and so okay well i mean you'll try to find something <laughs> and then we'll change one word and then trademark it fierce marriage <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding I'm only but kinda. not totally <laughs> no uh so we have to learn to articulate because i love how you said that a lot of times we know how to talk, but we don't know how to communicate. And, okay, communicate. I'm guessing somewhere in there there's this Latin root word with. Co. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, with. And so we need to actually be one with each other yeah. and, and, our, and sharing our meaning. And, and it's so hard. to do that, we have to know what we're trying to say and then yes. take the time to actually talk, to speak well, to articulate how we actually feel. And understand feel. it's not an easy thing. And so we can kind of, I think in a good way, gain confidence and assurance you know, mm. the more steps we take and the better we get mm. at it. So don't just think you're going to be great at it the first time out of the gate because you probably won't be. So yeah, not to yeah. 
be a downer, but you got to keep, yeah, you got to rep- repeat repetition. Well, that's the beauty of covenant too, helpful. is that there's a, there's one it's of the constant repeat, <laughs> one of our quotes on Instagram that, that we post periodically is in lifelong marriage, a husband and a wife may disagree on many things, but they must absolutely agree on this to never, ever give up. Yeah. And that's covenant in a, in a lot of words. That's what covenant yeah. is. And covenant gives you the space to do that. What you're saying yeah. is it gives us a, a space to actually figure this stuff out, to mess up and to then repeat. to reconcile <laughs> yeah. and then get better and then mess up again a different way mm-hmm. to get better, to reconcile. And, and to get to better, we mean sanctify, like to become. Well, and to grow in skill and yes. to grow in wisdom. And, and abilities to, to talk, yes. which is the first one. So the other side of talking is a lot of times uh, we can say things in a way that we feel like is completely articulate, but we have no regard for how those words will land on the heart of our spouse. Story and of my life. Proverbs. <laughs> What do you mean? Do I do that to you? No, I do that to you. I feel like I think, oh, I've got this clear thought and I, it's so clear. How could he not get it? But you're forgetting all the other thoughts that are around <laughs> exactly. that thought and you only say the one thing. Exactly. And it's like, like shooting at my target with, with one, only considering <laughs> one factor. And, but the factor seems so good and so spot on that yeah. I'm like, I got this. And then there, a tornado is going through and I'm completely missing <laughs> you it. forgot to look at the forecast. <laughs> So the Proverbs twelve eighteen gives us some wisdom here. It says, there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Mm. So what the, what, the, what the author is saying here is that the one who has rash words is actually a fool. They're the fool. Mm. The tongue of the wise brings healing. The words in the tongue of a fool are like sword thrusts. They don't just allow damage. Gosh, they actually cause it. That's so good. <laughs> Just <laughs> they cause damage, and there's movement there, right? It's hard to words are happening. Well, and it's hard to be wise when you don't feel like being wise when you feel like being rash, right? That's that's why the slow to speak thing right. is so huge, right? It's that tempering slow of it down. it's that tempering of emotions. So you got to talk. That's that's profound. <laughs> First one habit number one: talk. <laughs> but talk good. This episode is brought to you. Talk good. Anyway. Talk good. Uh, habit number two, uh, it's just as profound. And here it is. Ready? Listen. <laughs> we giggle because they seem so uh, easy and clear, and yet yes. don't we all fail so miserably at both of them? <laughs> Again, you use, you use the, the phrase, and I'm going to keep saying it, is question yourself. Question full yourself. full of good phrases. Yes, it's, it's, my, of it. it's my day You're today. full of something. <laughs> it's my day today. Uh, question yourself. So... Listening is one of the most potent ways to question yourself. And, and what I, what I what mean, mean by that is <laughs> I, I can hear what, what I think you're saying or I can try to hear what I think you're saying. That you makes sense? You said the same thing. I know. I can hear. Say it again. So I can hear what I think you're saying or I can, I can listen to try to hear what, what I think you're saying. <laughs> Super clear. The point I'm trying to make clear as much. is Got that. It. There's a knee-jerk hearing of what you say, and yes. then there's a hearing that is more question of that, and then I'm actually trying to hear what's beneath the surface. Yeah. What's the matter? <laughs> Just thinking about our spat last week. <laughs> yeah. We, which was, yeah, we might share that gonna, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, too, it's too raw still. <laughs> it's raw, and it was intense. It's, yep. And, and, it and had, we tried to talk about it today, and it was like, nope, still can't get through it. I mean, we are, but we just... Well, we need a little more time, I think, to articulate it. And in, it's funny because we're kind of at an impasse because I think we have a, a fundamental disagreement. It's not just about what was said. It's about the nature of things that are said. Yeah. And that's why we're not ready to talk about it. <laughs> we're still figuring it out. <laughs> so anyway, sorry But I sorry, still guys. love you. We're Being still so good. God right is now. so 
great to us. God and is great. It's not, we still have contentment in it all. So yeah, we do. More so contentment. It's great. So talk number one, two, number listen. Okay. So we have to give each other the space <laughs> and the time that they need to communicate. And we do that by actually shutting our mouths and listening with open ears. Now that's not just sitting there while words happen. Okay. That's not listening. It's not interrupting. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> Listening is not just sitting there while your spouse talks. Listening is internalizing what he or she is saying as if you were trying to understand it from their perspective. Which is what I was doing last week, just to be clear. Fair enough, because not all my words had the same effect. Because I said some words, and you're like, I'm going to disregard those words <laughs> no. and still hang on the other words you said. The other words you said were bigger. I tried to make them smaller. <laughs> Can't, can't say that forever. Uh, your advice was good, but Jan's was bigger. <laughs> I can't believe you said it. <laughs> Jan, okay. That's uh, not that bad. Okay. All right. So Proverbs 17, uh, verse 27 gives us really good insight here. It says, a truly wise person. Okay. Again, there's a wise person in Proverbs. There's a fool. A truly wise person uses few words. A person with understanding is even tempered. Okay, so let's contrast this. Let's do an anti-proverb, if you will. A truly foolish person uses a ton of words, and a person without understanding is not even tempered. <laughs> not even tempered. <laughs> is irrational. Is irrational. Yeah, and yeah. who knows? Like, there, you can't, an even-tempered person, you can, uh, you can trust how they're going to respond. Right, there's a consistency there that right. creates this reliance, and you can, I can trust you to respond a certain way consistently because mm-hmm. you are so even-tempered show me a couple who articulates themselves well and listens to each other while the, the other person articulates and i'll show you a couple who is most likely thriving in their marriage and so if we can just get these two skills of just talking well and listening well oh my word so anyway this actually leads to number three which is a component it's a i'd say it's an overflow of i know listening. it's almost like a 2.1 right yeah. But we'll call it number three. 2.0. Seek, <laughs> seek understanding. Um, mm. So when you listen, try to understand, again, your your spouse's perspective. Listen without getting defensive. Uh, the Gottmans talk a lot about this, actually, and it's really hard to do, right? In an ideal mm. world, Ryan could espouse to me all the things that I'm tri- that he's being triggered by that I'm causing, and I would not get defensive or angry at all, <laughs> right? But that's not the truth. like Because everything that he might be saying in this for instance world is going to be triggering because it's about us and me. And so those are, Mm. those are things that are hard to not take personally. So what can we do to not take them personally? Well, how can we seek to understand them better? How can we soothe our emotions are, okay, I'm rising up. I feel this heat coming to me because I'm getting angry because he's saying these things and this is not what I meant. And I'm getting super frustrated. Hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Those just calm those Put those to the side for a minute. I'm not saying stuff hmm. down. I'm saying just let those be for a minute and really ask yourself, question is this yourself. question yourself? <laughs> is this really what he's saying? Do I understand this fully? If I don't, let's, okay, can we pause for a minute? This yeah. is what I hear you're saying. Is this accurate? Ask the questions. Are there hmm. things that you guys are facing that you're, you're not like in your external circumstances, right? We talked about stress and anxiety in one of the episodes yeah. and how one is external, um, Maybe that's bringing up, maybe we're not understanding a piece of that in our spouse. And so yeah. asking questions, seeking to understand yeah. Proverbs affirms this. Yeah. Well, I love how you said that, that there, in an argument in marriage, everything is triggering. 
because that's True. why you're having the argument. Right. Like, and you're so familiar. <laughs> one of my things that, oh, I'm sorry, Selena, but this makes me laugh every time. We'll be fighting, and you'll be like, it's always my fault. And I'm like, we're having an argument. So, yes, I think you're wrong, and I think I'm right. <laughs> Like I'm always wrong, and, and anyway, so I always feel wrong. You always make me feel. But wrong. the point, the point <laughs> is like, well, that's what, and that's what you just said is that every every argument in a marriage is triggering because it's a marriage. That's right, how. That's right. how, That's why you're in the argument. You're committed. You so, can't just walk away from each but other. But there are two specific things that I would argue allow us, by God's grace, to seek understanding even in those moments. And it's a, and it's obvious, love. Okay, mm-hmm. in. Paul talks about love in 1 Corinthians 13. says the love hopes all things. What that means is that love is giving you the benefit of the doubt. It's hoping and trusting that you're not just saying what you're saying in the angry way because you're trying to make me angry. Love says, what is, what's under the surface here? What are the stressors that you talked about? What, what is the context? What is happening in my spouse's heart, in her head, in her mind, in her world that is infusing this conversation. How do I hope all things in that? That is what I was asking myself last week too, just for the record. Those right. are the things I'm just trying to help you understand too. We're, We're still trying to seek this. understanding around okay. this. And I try to tell you that that was a reason why it shouldn't be a big deal. <laughs> One day, maybe ladies One and gentlemen, day. if One it's day. that interesting. Um, so that was the first thing is love. And the second thing is wisdom. Yeah. Okay. So we have to have wisdom and we have to, as believers, put it to work. We can't just put it on the shelf and leave it there. We need to put wisdom. What is wisdom put to work? It's the Proverbs. Actually saying like, I'm going to trust God's way in this. I'm going to trust that I'm not going to offer a full sacrifice. I'm going to do it God's way, not my own way. Mm -hmm. Um, Proverbs 18.2, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Mm. That one stinks. (laughs) That stinks so good. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Mm. The anti-proverb of that, which is just what, how do we flip it around to amplify the, the, the meaning. So a wise person takes pleasure in understanding and in not only hearing or, or hearing another express their opinion. I don't know. Maybe that's but only. In a, but yeah, so the point yeah. is, is that we have wisdom at our disposal to say, OK, I don't I need to actually take pleasure in understanding. And I can seek it because I love my spouse and I'm hoping all things. Well, and not only do we have wisdom, but we have discernment with the Holy Spirit. Mm, amen. We have a counselor who is active and with us and knows yeah. every aspect about us and is, is helping us. And we sometimes I would argue that we shove it aside when we mm. we just don't think maybe it's not right now. Right. This is not going to work right now. And it's like, no, when when is there a better time for this to work? Hmm. It's in those oh, those gosh. hot seats, right? And it's like Ecclesiastes 5. That's that foolish sacrifice. Yes. A fool Because sa- a sacrifice on God's terms, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crawl up onto this altar. I'm going to be a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it God's way and not my way. I'm going to trust his way. Ugh. Like I ask, Like we ask our children to trust us even when they don't want to. They don't see it. Trust us. It's wisdom. We see things you don't see. Right. We know things you don't know. And it will bear positive fruit in your life. I always tell our daughters, my whole job as your dad is to maximize your joy. And I do that by pointing you to the ways of God and mm. the, the way to salvation himself, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. And everything I do, discipline-wise, is to remind you of that <laughs> and to maximize your eternal joy. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's wisdom um, put to work. So number four. And this is, I think, where the rubber meets the road. It's one thing just to talk about stuff, but we have to actually let it change 
our actions. Oh, this is what James is. That's number four is, is act. This is what James is talking about too. I think overall, right, with the gospels, mm. don't just hear the word, hear the word, but actually do the word. Right, like, because all, words are cheap. Right. Yeah. So, yes, like you said, having all the conversations in the world don't mean anything if it never translates into action. Yeah. Right, and we constantly here at Fierce Marriage talk about how your behavior is just an indicator of what your underlying beliefs are, right? So if, right. if my belief is wrong, my behavior is going to be wrong. So hmm. we can't change the behavior without changing first the belief. Yeah. So <clears throat> our actions are often, uh, they can be a natural byproduct of love, but we we can't just expect them to be, I think, without... Yeah. Well, we need to put love into action, right. and that's how we prove our love in yes. a lot of ways i mean yes. jesus didn't talk about dying on the cross right he he did but he also did it right <laughs> he, he right. talked about it and then he went forth and completed the work yes and so i actually we were talking to a friend about um they had a friend of theirs come to them and say my my husband just never says he loves me anymore and and the reason he doesn't do that is because he feels like it'll lose its meaning in which obviously we know that's silly stupid <laughs> that's silly and I and my my reaction in listening to that as a husband with you, I was like, well, it only stops, it only loses its meaning if you don't actually show it. <laughs> like if your wife hears you say that you love her a hundred thousand times, but never once experiences your love, of course it's not going to mean anything. Right. When you say I love you, it means nothing because it bears no weight in your actual life. There's no actions but, happening. Yes, but if you say I could tell you I love you, and my prayer is that every time you say yes, you do, you do yeah. love me. I know that. It's not any less valuable because I said it 10 no, times today. Thank you for loving me. And 20 and, times tomorrow. Right. The point is, is it has to have when action I, there. Right. When I hear those words, I'm not thinking of what you're saying. I'm thinking of the many times that you have shown me and acted upon that love with our children, with my own heart, um, with our family, like our extended family. So... When I hear, again, when I hear those words, I'm not thinking of you just saying them. I'm mm -hmm. thinking of... That time I let you keep the Yeti mug, even though I bought <laughs> it for myself. <laughs> and you claimed it. <laughs> and I said, just think of me every time you're sipping that cool, cool beverage. I said you could use it. on when Not Wednesdays, though. <laughs> on not Wednesdays. I'm, I'm glad that's really, that makes my heart sing, that you feel loved First, and you know that you're loved. But, yeah. Oh, okay. I was about to interrupt some... I thought you were going to say something. It's all right. First John 3.18. <laughs> Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. And in giving your spouse Yeti mugs that <laughs> you planned on having for you yourself. You sound so rich, okay? Yeti mugs are expensive. It was a freebie because we order shipping supplies I and know, they ship it. I <laughs> know, and it has a big thing on it. It has a big logo on it. That It is a Yeti, an actual Yeti one, but it also has a bigger logo on the front part where everybody sees it, right? A Uline logo. Yes. So <laughs> just so people aren't like, well, sheesh. Most people can probably, cup. if you want a nice cup, it might, I mean, anyway. you get it. Anyway, don't feel bad if you spent if you spent real paper money <laughs> on a Yeti mug, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> spent all that paper money. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Oh, number five, uh, and this is the fifth habit of for rock solid communication, and that is rest. And this might sound a bit funny, but let's uh, let's elaborate. So remember that you're both uh, your works in progress. You're in it for the long haul. That's the covenant piece. There is grace as God works in you. You can rest in the fact that you don't have to solve every communication difficulty Wait, in the moment you <laughs> can let it breathe you can let it rest you can let the heat subside and then you can come back and and figure it out together 
because you you are married after all. You are married. The covenant after is all. still there, and as long as you both keep coming to the table, uh, you can still work through it. Philippians three verse twelve. Not that I've already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that which is also for that which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. And that's a verse about perseverance. Hmm. And we can persevere because Christ has persevered. Because we know that he is strong even when we are not. That when we our covenant feels weak, we can rust, rest in the fact that God created covenant in his design and it is strong. Yep. And in resting in that, we can then rejoice. And hmm. yeah. I don't mean to make this about me, but God has been affirming those words for the last couple months it's it's been those are the words for 2021 for me i don't like to do goals i do words (laughs) and rest and rejoice were the clear words that came for this this year which is so interesting Mm. to me because it has been one of no actual rest in some ways but also a lot of rest in other ways the year is young the year (laughs) it's only march (laughs) one um (laughs) it's true but rest and rejoice but i'm not necessarily saying that like Mm. a not busy schedule means you're resting right you can have a crazy right lot of things happening in your life that are all good and godly and still find rest you can have a lot of things going wrong and we can still find rest in the god of our salvation and we can still rejoice in the fact that he is not far from us that he is present with us and that we can walk through this with all assurance we can rejoice we can psalm 511 a friend shared this with me um just today but let all who take refuge in you rejoice let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection Mm. over them for those who love your name may exult in you for you bless the righteous O lord you cover him with favor as with a shield Mm. we can rest in the words the promises of who god is we can rest in the fact that we're not perfect at communicating with each other i'm not perfect at listening or Mm -hmm. talking or even acting or under seeking understand but i can rest in the fact that god is helping and making me better in those things and i can Mm. learn to be better at those things through his word through communion with him through discipleship those are those are that's where we can start and then Mm. it can flow out of that remember that these aren't just word like these five things aren't just tips they're not it's their habits. Right. And the habit of rest is not dependent on you. And that's the key. Right. And that's why, and that's what the Sabbath is. We don't work to be able to rest. We rest. Out of a place of security. Right. Sorry. Yes. I am secure. <laughs> it continued in my head and didn't come out my mouth. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. Thank you for doing that. There's the smudgeness. There and that's our communication problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's a win. You're really good at picking up on my sentences. <laughs> but then people are like, stop interrupting her. No, like, I paused. Well, I know where she's think going and I'm trying to help her get there. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. You... <laughs> Selena. <laughs> gotcha. You got. It. <laughs> All right. Good thing this is not on video right now. Uh, so the point, the point is, is our our security rests not in the strength of our hold on Christ, but on the strength of His mm. grip around us. Yes. And that's why that's a habit because we have to remind ourselves to rest in that and not just be always moving, anxious, trying to figure it out, trying to get to the next path. But say, hey, I'm in covenant with my spouse. We we messed it up this time. Let's figure this out. But we can't do it right now because emotions are high and I'm frustrated raw. and I'm tired. Yeah. Everything's really raw. So, listen, I love you. Even if you don't even get a chance to say that, you can still rest. <laughs> like if you're just too upset or whatever. But just rest and then come back around to these habits. Talk, listen, seek understanding, 
act and rest again if need yeah. be. Yeah. Those are the five habits. If you do those five things continually and in increasing measure, you will have a thriving communication life. You will have a thriving uh, emotional connection and your marriage will be thriving as well. All right. Uh, let's pray. And then, and we'll call an episode. Do we have a couples conversation challenge? This whole thing was a conversation <laughs> challenge. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Right, here's the challenge. I'll, I'll make it up on the fly. <laughs> uh, if, you're probably listening to this by yourself. If you're not, you're listening to it together, then you can just do this, but go to your spouse and talk about the five things. Again, here they are. Talk, listen, seek understanding, act, and rest. And talk about how you can make each one of those things um, a habit in your communication life as a married couple. All right? And resolve to, nice. to grow in some way. All right. Lord, I thank you for your word that is just so rich mm-hmm. and full and um, fruitful in our lives. I pray that you would, um, that, that you would uh, give us wisdom to apply it when we need to apply it. Give us the humility to recognize that um, we need to submit ourselves to your way, to resign ourselves to Mm. the way of wisdom, not just, not for arbitrary reasons, but it's for our good. Mm. It's for our flourishing and it's for your glory. I pray for the, for the couples who feel like their communication is just completely upside down or they're just completely missing it. I pray that you would give them hope as they hear this prayer, as they mm-hmm. listen to this podcast episode. And I pray that Holy Spirit, you would work in their marriage mm-hmm. as they, as they do the work yeah. that you would, that you would complete it, that you would make their work fruitful and efficacious. And it would do everything it's supposed to do as they follow your words, as they trust in your wisdom, as they, as they submit themselves to your terms. So Jesus, again, thank you for communication. Thank you for the gift it is to speak and understand words. And may, uh, may our words bring glory to you and life to one another in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for joining us. I want to give you a quick reminder. If uh, uh, We're going to be talking about communication for the rest of the month. Each one of these episodes is released early to our Patreon supporters, and also you get free access to all kinds of online content, e-courses. Uh, you can get some free free rings, free books. If you want to be a part of that, just go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. You can learn everything you need to know there. You can sign up for one of the tiers there. We would love to have you uh, as part of our core community. Patreon.com slash fierce marriage. All right, that episode uh, I think is in the can. Sorry. My goodness, <laughs> I just got ahead of myself. Uh, this episode down. of the Fierce Marriage Podcast is in the can. We'll see you again in about seven days. Until next time, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.